Hey, it's the Good Advice Show, and we're back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. Hey, thanks for joining us today. we got a great episode today. It's one of our round two episodes, which if you're not familiar with that, it's when we bring back not just one of my favorite guests, but one of your favorite guests back on the podcast and I guess I'll go ahead and reveal I am a bit biased. This actually is one of my all-time favorite guests. His name's Janaid Iqbal. He is the founder of the No Degree Podcast. Uh, it is a podcast that has over 150 episodes. It's a pretty amazing podcast. Uh, if you check out nodegree.com, you'll find out more about it. But basically, it's a career resource for people who don't have college degrees. A lot of times people think you have to go to college to be successful, and that is simply not the case. I have deeply enjoyed hearing Janine's perspective. Uh, he's also extremely active on LinkedIn with over 40,000 followers, and I've so appreciated following his content, which you absolutely got to do as well. Before we get into our conversation with Janiyad, we do have a quick word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Hey, check this out. We'll be back soon. You know that feeling at 10 o'clock at night when you finished a long day of work and you're trying to figure out all the financials of your business? Well, the good news is you don't have to be an expert in this space. You got to just know who is the expert to call. That person is Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions, and he does business bookkeeping services better than anyone else I know. By not only helping you manage your books, he can also be the expert to help you understand your books. On top of that, he also handles payroll for businesses and really takes the worry and stress of managing all of these things so that you can focus on running your business well. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time trying to understand all these elements of your business. Call Steve Lay at Equity Business Solutions and he'll show you the value beyond the numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. Janiyad, it's great to have you on the show today. Good to be here. And I don't. I, let me start the podcast on a negative note. So, if the job of your dreams is to be a doctor, good. Okay, yeah. Then you, then, you, then you need a degree, bro. But, I love how you say that though, because I always get caught. I say something, someone's like, "Well, actually, though," and I'm like, "Okay, fine." You know what's funny? I'll be talking about like job description and it's like mm. when you post online it's like you need a terms and conditions it's like obviously i'm not saying hey you're a surgeon that should not have but even then i i think something should be need to be changed and reformed because i'm all about what's the most effective way for this person to get training and always reevaluate current ways as we learn more things right just because mm. things were done 40 years ago it was like hey this is how it's been done for 40 years it's like hey right. what works and what doesn't work well, when you came on the show a couple of years ago, I, dude, I, I immediately liked you. I mean, the, the way you see business, but especially hiring just made sense to me. Um, cause a lot of us, like we grow up thinking the route to your career is you got to go to college, you got to get that degree, what have you. And more importantly, a, like a lot of us, we went to school, we got a degree and then we ended up not liking that industry. And then it was yeah. like, well, what do we do now? Right. So like, I've loved your content for a long time. This is like totally separate, but do you do such a great job of pointing out like the BS on social yeah. media? Like that's another reason why I love to follow your content is because it's just like, okay, yeah, it's that like you were posting something the other day about like your morning routine or your sleep yeah. schedule. And it just, it just was great, you know? So, so you got the, you got the no degree stuff and then you got this little bit of a, a little memory, a little bit yeah, of a, you know, you know what? the thing is, it's like, I've always been like a clown, you know, just like a jokester pointing fun at things, but I like doing it in a way to like have fun while poking at things so that even the people who do it 
can laugh be like yeah they're like oh that's me yeah yeah Yeah. that's me kind of thing like in a friendly way and just to kind of go into deep insights because i find that using humor to get points across it really disarms and light lightens the mood yeah no right and and you know i i personally i really love linkedin there's a lot of great content there but there is a you know um Oh my gosh, you posted something. This was forever ago, though. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it was probably like six or seven months ago. But you do a great job of just pointing out like the stuff that people post that yeah. it's, it's it's like, I'm sure you guys listening, by the way, you've, you've seen this. It's like the person was late to the interview. I hired them yeah. anyway. And they were the, you know, they yeah. never missed a, an assignment. I hired the person and you're like, but I think you posted something that like, was like oh no yeah then they never showed up again or yeah, something yeah. like that i can't remember but yeah i posted like know. the guy never showed up <laughs> and i was like i hope he shows up and yeah he me and all that <laughs> no because i know the people who uh, have who post that stuff they post it oh once a month like clockwork right and if you look at their businesses they don't have employees so it's like who are you hiring or if you're hiring you're hiring and it, there's nothing wrong with it you're hiring everyone offshore which is okay, but they're not publicly affiliated with the company because when you go to their companies, there's like two employees. It's like them and their girlfriend. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. It's just not fair. And then the thing is hiring, there's so much BS in hiring. And I, I agree. Look, if someone's two minutes late to an interview, I look, look at the whole thing. You know, you have to kind of look at right. now if they're two minutes late and they're rude and this <laughs> and that. And okay, don't <laughs> hire them. But then if they're two minutes late and everything else is good, it's like, okay. It's like, imagine yeah. you got the greatest sandwich ever, but it's two minutes late. Are you going to be that guy who's like, oh, 4.8, four, four stars. This was the best sandwich I ever had in my life, but it came two minutes late. Like, no, come on. Yeah. Meanwhile, I ordered uh chicken parm the other night. It was supposed to be yeah. there at eight. It came at 1030 and it was oh, just a, pl- but it was just a plate of spaghetti. It wasn't oh, even the chicken parm. So that's messed up. That's where I wanted the story to go, by the way. You know was- what? Those are the longest <laughs> two and a half hours of your Bro. life. Like, do I order something else? They well, got upset. And here's then- what was weird: we had people over, and they were like, we were like watching a movie, and they were, and they had they had already eaten, and they were like, should we get something for you? And I was like, no, no, my food's coming. And so it became this like awkward thing of like, they're like, so are you sure your food's coming? And then it's the movie was terrible, by the way. So then oh, like man. we're watching this terrible movie as I'm like slurping down spaghetti at like ten o'clock. It was the whole thing was weird, but <laughs> no, you're you have good friends because my <laughs> friends would have been like, yo, this guy probably ate your sandwich. He's probably like. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh, yeah, actually, one of them was like, make, make sure he hasn't refunded it because yeah. <laughs> you never know. But, but no, I, I here's a question though for you what keeps you from like getting cynical? I guess, like when people are posting, like the story you gave, for example, of the person who posts that story, and then you look and they they don't have employees, or like for me, for example, I knew someone who posted about like how amazing their business was, and then they be and they ended up becoming a customer of mine. And there was this weird moment of realization where I was like, dude, you haven't made a sale in like 10 months, but like yeah. you've been posting about, you know, yeah. business is so good. And I'm like, but I didn't really broach the subject, but I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you stay kind of grounded with that? And not like, dude, why are you lying for real? No, you know what? I can't control what other people do. I also can't control how other people react because i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a lot of it actually comes down to users because the users there are people liking it and it's like it's their fault for being a little naive so it's like i can't really do that and i can't waste too much obviously you always get a little cynical but i can't waste too much energy focusing on that because that leads to just a lot of things so i just use that energy to come up with posts to make fun of the situation and 
whenever I have negative energy, like things that I get upset, I'm like, let me go support someone. Let me go like Blake's, but I haven't like your post in a while. My bad. I haven't seen you on my feed, but I- I'll go like the stuff. So I approach it that way. Like, how can I make most of the situation? How can I target the people who don't like that stuff? So I go for like the the funny, anti-crowd, more insightful crowd. That's my crowd. Do you feel like you've ever, you've always had kind of like the self-awareness of like, man, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the negative energy. I'm feeling. Yes. Yo, okay. trust me. Like I have it and I know when it's happening. And sometimes I make like those bitter posts, you yeah. know, but I try to come from a point of, I don't necessarily make it when I'm feeling there's two types of bitter. There's like bitter and justified. Yeah. And then bitter and the bad side about you. Cause look, we're complete people. We have good, we have bad. And there's some side, sometimes you just have to, not everything needs to be posted online. So sometimes when you're really negative and I try to think, cause like I work for a company right now. Um, I have clients, right? I, I sometimes work for a friend who's a recruiter. So I have to like be balanced. So I'm not hurting them. And I have employees, right? Like there are other things like, so many people don't necessarily think about certain things where it's like, there are certain things I want to post, but I also think about, will this impact the money of the workers, right? Mm. My money is one thing, but when there are other people that depend on you and you lose that money, it, it just leads to a lot of things. So I try to find the right balance where it's like, you want to see it. Cause I've seen some people who are negative all the time. And it's, then it's like, Oh, another negative post. So I find that you should have diversity. Like some should be funny, should be satire. Some should be a little more insightful in business. Some should be more careers. So that way, regardless of what type of person, what type of content a person is looking for, you can, you know, cater to them at some point in time. Yeah. And I like personally, I, I try not to be, you know, it's like the whole like cliche of like everyone's like, you know, fighting their own battle or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I try not to be like too judge, you know, judge yeah. too harshly when someone's like having a bad day. But then there are yeah. there are those people though who like it's kind of like you said, like everything they post is like, yeah, like, dude, you must be very unhappy. You Even know, my friends, I have a yeah. friend like all the time they post that stuff, and it's like it's get it gets hard for me to engage because it's like yeah. it brings me down. But I want to be a supportive friend, so I tell people make it easy for people to support you. Yeah. So you have like, I think if, if I think of like the sides, you have like the, um, or the opposites, you know, you have the, um, you know, consistent negativism that just drags people down. And then I, you have kind of like, I don't know if it's like toxic positivity, but it's it like, is. you know what it, it is? It, you know what it is? It's, uh, hope porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, so all they do is it's false hope. Because they were like, I pray that you get your job. It's like, no, they don't. Like, if someone came and was yeah. like, give me a job, and they don't go out of their way, they just hope they get the most amount of likes. It's, they hope yeah. that post gets the most amount of views, and they hope they get a client off that post. It's that's it's it. it's like fortune cookie entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's like it's like someone posts a thing that's like, you know, I know I know that sales coming for you today. Yeah, and you're like, and actually, you know, what's funny is one of the best pieces of advice. So I'm a Christian, and I remember yeah. my first year of business, like I was praying. I was like, God, please, yeah. like I'm like seriously. And the best yeah. piece of advice I got was from someone who was like, Bro, um, God's not coming to give you a client. Like you, you yeah. need to go out and like get this. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was like, I, I like I realized how much I had kind of like gotten myself into like that that hopium yeah, you know yeah, yeah. the the entrepreneurial pornography where you're just like yeah and then it's like yeah but what are you what are you actually doing you know so. yeah you know and regardless of like your anyone's religious beliefs it's like 
Do you think God cares about you getting a client or like that kid who just got into a car accident? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just it's, one of it's those like things. When the, like, the, the sports guy wins the game and they're like, you know, God really showed up for us today. And it's like, yeah. it's a football game, bro. You like, know, it's funny because I watch the UFC and they always, I was like, yeah. I'm glad you won. Uh, yeah. But God really know, wanted you like, to win that. He really wanted you to knock <laughs> yeah, the other guy that's out. The top, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the top priority for sure. Kids are yeah, starving, yeah. but you know, but, hey. <laughs> you know, you have to put in the work. And I, I tell people, yeah. it's like, be careful about this hope content, right? They just, all they do is post about your hopes and dreams, but there's no action. Okay. You right. want someone to get a client? Say, hey, I hope you get a client today. But here's what you can do. First, right. reach out to anybody in your network do xyz check your emails be like hey oftentimes check your junk email right? right you never know there may be someone reaching out to so give someone actionable advice as opposed to hey i hope today's good i hope you know i hope you win the lotto too you know yeah like, well, and why, like why do you think people it, like it, it does feel like people are so into like the hope the hope um you know the positive vibes and, and for the listeners by the way like <laughs> nothing wrong with being encouraging you know yeah, by yeah. all means encourage people but definitely like and here's how i see it tonight sometimes it's like i saw someone posted this um probably like seven or eight months ago and what they posted was they were like oh man i can't believe that in in eight months i went from being a server at a restaurant to now a multi-millionaire and it was like you see that kind of stuff and you're like okay yeah. what's going on here and, yeah, and but you, and what what hurts me is I have I've had friends who've like really subscribed to that, and they've dumped a ton of money, and they never got the actual actual the, the tangible. Here's what I do to get a customer, and then they're like two years later, they feel like they've wasted two years, and they're down, you know, like forty grand, yeah, and it's like oh, it, it sucks. And look, I tell people because I have my own story, but I always preface my story with, I live at home. That's why I was able to have year had a, have a year where my tax return was like 14k, and then the next year, right, was 30k. And I'll be honest, like I I started a job, I made, I you know I invested well over six figures into my business. So could I could I have paid myself? Yeah, but I'm also thinking about the future. But I made a total of I averaged 30k a year for the last four years, mm-hmm. right? And I was on track because to make more, but then revenue went down 80, 85%, right? So it's one of those things. I And I would not have been able to do that if I had kids, if I didn't live at home. So it's like, I always tell people, look, I was able to take that risk because I lived at home and I never had to worry about being homeless. Um, if my dad had died, car accident, disabled, totally would have been different. And mm-hmm. people have to realize their blessings, you know, what they did but there there's also some impacts right if i got hit by a car and i was in a wheelchair could i have networked the same way if i was legally blind you know there's so many factors that it's like i realized i was privileged in these ways here's where i was not privileged and here's what right because life is complex there's so many factors that play a part in your yeah no and i I think it's good advice too because i have my brother-in-law he has always wanted to like start like a marketing company and it's been kind of like this conversation of like, man, I just I feel like I'm so slow to get after it. And I was like, bro, you have five kids and you're like the solo, you know, yeah. your wife doesn't work. So, I mean, like if your story is not going to be like these people you see online who are like, yeah, I'm making all this money. I mean, I mean, I hope I hope that it goes yeah. that route for you. But, it, you know, it's OK if it looks a little different. Yeah. Um, so I definitely appreciate that perspective. Um, let's talk, let's talk no degree. You know, I love, I, I saw that you dropped a new episode on the podcast. Um, I love that the podcast still is still going. Um, what keeps you passionate about the no degree podcast? 
Man, it's every guest I learn something new, man. I'm genuinely interested in people's story. And I realize that not only am I interested in their story, I realize that afterwards someone else can benefit. So it's like a win-win. Because right? I always get people asking me, hey, how do I become a welder? How do I become a cloud architect? How do I become a programmer? How do I become a video editor? I'd be like, oh, got the podcast. Go listen to it. And when you get those messages like, hey, thank you so much. I listened to these episodes. And yeah, man, I, I love people. Like one of the things I learned since being an entrepreneur, because you learn a lot of things about yourself. You learn what you don't like. You learn what you do like. You learn what you're good at. I learned I can talk to people all day. So if I had to podcast four hours in a day, I could do it. Like I am genuinely interested. It's something I'm excited about. And it works. So I. I tell entrepreneurs or even people in their careers, learn what excites you, learn about yourself, and then try to find work that can. And as an entrepreneur, you have some flexibility. Thankfully, the things that I like do make me money. But then there are other things I put. I hate checking email, like those little admin yeah. tasks, and I suck at it. No, yeah. It makes me think of um, these these questions pop up a lot of like, it's like anytime like there's like a lottery, you know, the Powerball right now is like 1.9 billion or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like anytime this stuff pops up, there's always the person who like, you know, hammers at the post, you know, what, what business would you start and like stuff like that. And um, it's always interesting to me though, because it feels like it kind of linked a little bit to like the Hopium content. Yeah. Um, you know, people are like, what's the business I would start that would make me the most money? And I love what you said just now, because I feel like more and more when I talk to new business owners or people who want to be an entrepreneur, I keep coming back to, you know, it's really not about the quickest route to make money, but what you just said, what are you passionate about it? What are you passionate about? What are you skilled at? What do you enjoy? Because the actual route, not what social media tells you, the yeah. actual route for entrepreneurship is, um, what a lot of guests on this podcast have called the 10 year game. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, for the listeners, 10 year game, yeah. not, not 10 month game. Um, so I, I think the passion there is what keeps you going on those, you know, year yeah. three, year four, whatever. Yeah. And look, look, I have a 20, 30, 40 year game. I'm on year eight, man. Like, I, <laughs> I, I bought the website August, 2014. So I'm at eight years and, I got a full-time job and I knew, I was like, look, I got to get back into workforce for like another five years, right? If I want to get married, I want to, like my parents are getting older. I have to start thinking about these things. It thankfully worked out. It allows me to take certain risks that I could not have taken if I were, you know, it's funny. I try, I increased my prices because I was like, look, I got a job. I don't need your money. And I got clients at higher prices. So have that long-term game. And like, it's so many people are so short-term and it really hurts them because it's like, what if it doesn't work in two years? Are you going to stop? You know, and it's funny because my business partners asked me yesterday, like we bought some Powerball tickets and they're like, yo, what would you do if you won? I'll be like, yo, I'm going to do the same thing. Like, obviously I'm yeah. going to hire like assistant, but I'm going to get a dope podcast studio. I'm going to do the same thing just at a different level. And I'm because I, this is what I want to do, right? This is what I enjoy doing. Like the podcast is fun for me. It doesn't feel like work. Like this doesn't feel like work, you know, technically it falls under work. Right. And yeah, it's just, I, I think, enjoy it. I think I do the same thing too, but I think I kind of wonder if I would like exist with less anxiety. Cause I oh, have, I have so much less anxiety. Yeah. I have my wife. I have, we have a two and a half year old and then we have a seven month old. Okay. And like, I'm constantly, I'm yeah, constantly yeah. like, yeah, I'm dealing with that of like, 
we're looking at the numbers. All right, did I did I make a sale? Did yeah. I make a sale? You know, and, and I think if I was yeah a Powerball winner, I would just do podcasting, whatever, yeah. and then just not even dude. It's like whatever. I, I'd like podcasts <laughs> probably just full time, and then work high level strategy. Not necessarily. I still do some resumes just because I enjoy them and I like the one on one. But I I would just cut out on like chasing clients more, you know, more content creation, better content creation, more strategy. Cause it's like, I, I like it. I like the impact that I'm having, but it took so long to figure out that this is, you have to experiment. You have to do a lot of things to figure out what's right for you. Well, and I think that's why I really like no degree is because I feel like all my friends, like close friends that I went to school with, I feel like none of us are doing what we went to school for because yeah. we didn't know we like, I, I got a biology degree. I was a high school teacher and ironically enough, at my freshman year, I was a business major and my advisor was like, you don't want to do that. That's, that's, that's basically was like, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. So I swapped to biology because I watched the show ER as a kid yeah. and was like, sweet, I want to be a doctor. I got to be my senior year of college and I was like, I don't even want to be a doctor. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, now I'm doing business. I don't have any kind of degree for it. You know, I never got my uh, MBA, whatever. But point being, that's why I really like what you're doing is because I do feel like there's this like step-by-step -step journey of, you know, when you're 20, 21, 22, you may, you may have no idea like what you're yeah. passionate about or your skill set. And yet like, that's the end of like our educational journey, I guess. Yeah, no, it, it's so true. And everybody has their own journey and education is a lifelong journey. And the beauty of education is school does not have a monopoly on education, despite what people tell you, culture tells you, and what schools tell you. You have to take in charge, read books, talk to people, learn, unlearn, relearn, and all that. So it's it's a long journey. And the funny thing is, let me tell you, so I own wrongdegree.com. <laughs> so eventually, I'm going to oh start a wrongdegree podcast. So then... You can come on that podcast and talk about how you got the biology degree and do something totally different. Uh, let's let's see. Is there anything on this page? No, 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 no. It's, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it is. First, I so I know it's gonna be like your face or something. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, the first thing is, you know how it is. As you give advice, right, for businesses, you want to focus on a few things, right? And once you get everything in order, it's easy to start up something using the existing assets, right? So I'm not going to launch the wrong degree podcast until I have like you know, 50 or 100K downloads per app, you know, whatever ridiculous, whatever number makes sense. So then I already have the infrastructure and the cost and to launch the second one is easy, right? Like when you're already successful to launch the next one, you already know, oh, I got my lawyer, I got my accountant, I got X, Y, Z. So once I get no degree, has a lot of traffic, then I'll start wrongdegree.com. That one will probably focus on, yeah, how to pivot, career pivots and all that stuff. Yeah. And I love that concept without getting like two in the weeds on it. I love that concept too, because I've realized um, the things that were like totally different industries. So I was a camp counselor, then I was a high school teacher. And then now I'm this, and then I was like this executive coach, facilitator yeah. person at this leadership company. And now I do like business help. And it's funny how there's a, there's some cross sections there, but for the most part, it's like, it's like, oh, I see how this skill set like carried on through yeah. things. Um but anyway, um, a quick question for you, you know, thinking about the future wrong degree, you know, kind of where no degrees come from. Have you seen any like big changes with no degree in the last eight years? Like, did you, you mentioned you don't do resumes anymore. Was that like the thing? And now it's like, eh, whatever. I don't really do resumes. No, I, I do resumes. I still do resumes. Oh, you still do resumes. Okay. Yeah, dude, okay. I've, I'm still doing them at the same rate. I'm just charging more. 
I'm just the resumes you. have changed a lot, by the way. Like no, I was hiring they someone. They haven't? They haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I'm so just look, bad. I think I'm just bad at them then. Because yeah, I was hiring I mean, I'll, someone else. This is way better than what I ever used. No, so. but you know what? It's 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 gotten more competitive. So people have to like before you could get by with like, you know, gluing two pieces of paper together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So the thing is the resumes, what like the best resumes would still be considered the best resume because all a resume is is a very simple document and it's a document that people skim. Resumes are not read. They're skimmed. I tell mm. people like, people are yeah. like, oh, I want to put everything. I was like, dude, they're not going to read everything. Focus like, you know, why you talk about how you save the business 200 bucks when you save 200K? Like, you don't need to put that. Put what's relevant and then put it in a nice way, right? Like, you do something, implement marketing campaigns and business strategies for 20 plus businesses, increasing client revenue by 20 million plus, something like that. That's what you put. And then in the interview, you can go into details. What'd you do? What kind of strategy? Oh, I realized the client didn't have automation. I, I realized they didn't have a CRM. I realized they weren't, you know, they had so many cold pipelines. That's yeah. so, but it's simple. Now the hard, simple does not mean easy. Simple things can be hard, right? Like not eating a donut in front or eating a cheesecake in front of you is simple. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so now you got to get it outside your head. So you simplify it and you're like, what did I do? And what did it lead to? That's really all I ask. I ask. What'd you do? What do you do? Okay, what was the impact? People are like, I don't know. And I'm like, if you didn't do it, what would have happened? Right. How much money did you make? Did you save time? Did you make things easier? Improve what how how do you quantify it? How do you know you did a good job? How mm -hmm. would you explain to your boss? So that's really what it comes down to. So that's my ability is to ask good questions. And then I just write a simple thing. How do you keep like job applicants motivated when uh, and it's just the nature of like the job market, but like they want a job. And it's not, it's like not necessarily like a genuine job posting in that it's posted, but the business kind of already, they already have someone tapped. It's someone internal. Yeah. They just have to post it. Like when that job applicant is on like their third, fourth, maybe fifth job, they were like, Oh, I feel like this is really the one. Like, how do you keep them excited or at least optimistic? I, I give them the realities. Like most people, too much hope content. I tell them it's going to suck. I tell them like, look, I, I'm here to maximize your chances. I can't guarantee you a job. Mm -hmm. You have to, I can give you the tools and the knowledge so you maximize your job search, but you still have to go apply. Like I have people like, ah, I'm not getting results. How many jobs you applied? Oh, six. I was like, dude, I'm not a magician. <laughs> like you want to do six, you got to figure out, do a lot of research and cold call the right person and give them like the most famous, you know, most glorious two minute pitch they, they've ever heard. So I tell them the reality is like, it's not going to be easy. And I tell them how to maximize their chances. You know, same thing like in sales, how do you max? You can't close every sale. For whatever reason, sometimes your customers are not ready to buy. What you can do is you could take steps that maximize your chances so that you have a higher success rate and you have to get used to rejection. There are sometimes they could reject you totally outside your control. Like my mm -hmm. friend, he's interviewing at Google. He's like at like his 10, 12 to 15 interviews. First three interviews, four interviews, whatever. They love them past team lost budget. Next hiring freeze. Next this happened. So it's just the reality. You have to be resilient. And I tell them eventually you'll be relieved and just make sure that when you're in a position to hire that you're more transparent that you do the things right that's really all i tell them but i'm not going to tell them like you're going to get a job next week i just yeah. if you do good but it, it there's so many factors how have you seen the the job market like has it changed after covid or like what's so it's tough because during covid you know first few months of covid was tough you know just a lot of uncertainty then it got you know really well and then now it's uh it's one of it's 
very tough, especially for tech. It's I have a friend who's been in the market who's been you know twenty year career in tech. He said it's like it's like the uh, 08 for tech. Other Jeez. areas still have, but here's the thing: I tell people just because it's 08, and even in the worst market, it's like what is a bad unemployment rate? Like twenty? Like twenty is like really bad, but that means like there's still job openings. It's just much more competitive. You're going to need more, more effort. You need to be much more polished, but there's still opportunities. So you just have to put in more work. Mm-hmm. No, I, and, I, go ahead. And most people, trust me, man, I do resumes all the time. I have like free samples. I have free templates. And it's amazing how many people can't even format a Word document. If you can format a Word document, you're all like, literally, I get to, I understand people can't afford me, but I'll be like, hey, here's a sample, copy it, follow the template. And then they'll be like, oh, I did it. And it's not the template. It's like, dude, <laughs> like I gave, like I literally did it for you. And it's like, you're not getting interviews, right? So you come to me, you ask me for advice and then you don't listen to advice. What do you want me to do? So then I just, I, now I'm just sharper. Like it's not my personality, but I'll just be like, Hey, you did not do the template. It's a waste of my time to review it because unfortunately it, it's not, a, usually I'm a nicer guy, but I'm, I'm being a little more direct with certain things. Sure. Just because you have to, you have to set those boundaries because then people are like, okay, I'm not going to come back until it's a certain way. And I just tell them, be like, look, I gave you a document. You're going to apply for remote jobs. You're going to do assignments or whatever. How can you expect to find a remote job? I literally laid it out for you. Well, like, why do you think people sometimes don't? Like, is it laziness? Is it like, why don't yeah, they just don't want honestly, to? Or look, I, it's hard because I'm, I can't even give you a proper explanation because I would not do that. If someone gave me something, I'm going to do the best of my ability. And then if I can't make it, I'll be like, yo, Blake, you sent the template, but I really can't figure this thing out. I'm so sorry. I tried. But sometimes people, it's just they're not ready. Like they're not ready. Like they're not ready. And I tell them it's like you're competing with people who are willing to put in the effort. And it's just look, the more effort you put and the more consistent effort that is proper because there's bad effort. Right. There are people who are doing just like you can dial 400 phone calls a day but if you're just like hi how are you will you buy my thing you're probably not going to close a sale versus someone who does research and does 20 dollars. so it's about being strategic in your efforts where you know over the years like what are some of the the hiring practices hiring practices that you've seen that make you cringe or are there anything that you're just like bro why are businesses doing that dude i've seen i saw someone who quit their job was about to start and the offers rescinded they- after they quit their job yeah, yeah. So oh, they no. Get, and then <laughs> they had to, thankfully, they got a six-week severance, but they had to ask. They had to be like, yo, like, I quit my job. Like, what? You can't do this. Like, how do you guys hire? Like, this is yeah. like a clown show. Thankfully, it worked out. They got a better job and the six weeks, you know, gave them time, but it was just like not fair. And I, I've just seen so much that, again, it's just like I tell people, it's a business decision. And a lot of times businesses, they're usually in a bigger state of power unless you're a very high, a very niche skilled that they can't find anywhere else. And they'll, so you have to make sure that you know how to handle and navigate these scenarios and you have to be able to put your foot down. I've seen some things where it's like five interviews and assignment and it's like, you know, I respect the people who have privilege and say, no, I'm not doing this because then you set the tone for the market. 
And I saw something, yeah, posted the other day about the whole um, basically taking job applicants' intellectual property and like yeah. for their own benefit. Yeah. And um, it's it's such an interesting conversation for you guys listening. We're talking about basically in the job application when they ask you to do like a test project or like yeah. a whatever. And I actually have done. I did this with my social media thing, but I paid them. I said, That's I want you to good. I want you to keep it to this many hours, and you will get paid for it. And it's also your it's your content to do whatever yeah, you will with. Um, and that came from Jackie Hermes, who was like, Hey, make sure you do it this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this whole is interesting. I, I was shocked that this is actually a thing that it's businesses thing. will p- have you do the test project, the code, the whatever, and then they will take it and use so, it. Let me tell you something. I have a friend. She applied. Research paper never got back to her. She found out they published it. It was like an investment <laughs> company. Uh, <laughs> they published it. I've seen it all the time. And oh I've seen gosh. some on Reddit where the guy's like, if I touch that keyboard, my rate is 120 an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's just like find ways to evaluate portfolio and only do those things if you're serious about hiring the person. Yeah. If you don't have a good inclination, it's like, dude, you didn't know you did seven interviews. You didn't know you didn't like the person. Like, yeah, yeah. You didn't know an interview one, or sometimes seven interviews be like, oh, I saw one. You probably I posted about it. Guy made it. Team loved him. Everybody loved him. CEO and HR blocked him because he didn't have a degree. This was a program manager job. He had the experience. He could do the job. And CEO, yeah. like, dude, I would if I was rich enough, I go punch him in the face. But, I can't do that. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind that and Reddit, by the way, is such it's tough. I, I have to be really careful like what yeah. I reshare from Reddit because it, honestly, like I'm always very suspicious how real it is. Um, but sometimes you come across stuff on Reddit that you're like, bro, there is a business owner out there who really believes this way, like who yeah. really thinks this way. And it kind of blows my mind. Yeah, you know, and you know what the difference is? There are two types of business owners. There are business owners who believe they own their employees. Yeah. And there are business owners who believe that they work for the, that their employees are the ones who benefit the business. You see the styles in leadership. You see how they look and you, you can, I've seen it. You probably say it. You cannot, it's very hard to change someone who believes that they are higher than their employees. Like I believe that we're on the equal plane or they're higher than me. Like I call my team member, she's a online business manager. But I say she's my boss. Like she's like, hey, Janai, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I respect her opinion. And I put it in a way that, you know, they they still be like, hey, I don't know how to say this. But and it's always going to be that because there's a dynamic, right? That yeah. there's unless someone that really doesn't care. But most of the time there's a power dynamic and you want to show that, hey, I'm using this power for good. Just realize that I'm here to serve. And I even like I always make thing where it's like, hey, look. If I ever am in a financial position where I can't afford to pay you, I'm going to make sure I give you ample notice. I'm going to support you in every shape or form. And I'm here for you. I'm not going to just be like, hey, look, I'm, you know, because she's like, look, if you can find someone cheaper, I understand. I was like, look, I'm not here to save like five, 10 bucks. You know, in the business yeah. thing, in the grand scheme of things, like you're trying to save five to 10 bucks and you lose out on thousands, thousands. I said, look, I'm here for you. And also I'm here to also realize that if there's another opportunity that's better for you, that's perfectly fine. I understand, you know. I wish you the best and I'll, you know, make the transition easy. Well, I think about like, uh, like, man, what a shocker of a concept to give like dignity to your employee. But like, I just, I just love how like, 
it kind of blows my mind, man. And I'm, I'm, I know we're running out of time, so I'm trying to be long winded yeah. with this, but it just, it literally blows my mind when we talk professional relationships and how unprofessional businesses are sometimes. Like a friend of mine was quitting a job. He was quitting the job. Um, actually, at first he was, he was going to scale back his hours. And like over the years, they had just put more and more on his plate. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was quitting his job to be a stay at home dad. He felt like he had never saw his kid. His kid didn't know yeah. him. So, it ends up, he's like, Hey, I'm going to actually going to be quitting at the end of the year. And it was, yeah. I guess now it's November. It was like around yeah. September, October that he says this. He's like, Hey, I'm going to be quitting at the end of the year to be a stay at home dad. They freaking like made him out to be this. They were, they like were pulling up uh, stuff that they had written down of like, Hey, you stole hours from us. Like you were clocking in at times that you weren't really here. And he was like, No, I wasn't. I never did that. And basically, like built this case against him and then fired him. And he was like, this is insane. I've worked there for eight years. I've done like so many extra hours, but it's it, it, what ended up happening was the business owner basically was like, yeah, I was super pissed off that you were quitting. Like you did this to us. Like you put us in a really tough spot. But so hearing that versus your story, I'm like, I'm, it just blows my mind, man. I'm just like, just treating people with dignity and like professional respect and yep. Yeah, you know, you don't have to drink the Kool-Aid here. If you go find another job, that's fine. Like it just, it just, I, I've never, I, I, I keep getting surprised, I guess, by yeah, no, like, the, I don't you know, surprised. like obviously surprising, but some people really, they're big on the hierarchies. Like, Hey, I pay you, you owe your time to me. Like you can't, do I did you a favor by giving you a job, Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, so it's it's it shouldn't be like that. It should be like, hey, we both benefit. You, I want you to provide value for me. How can I create an environment where you can do that? Yeah, and you know the thing is, they could have just said something like, hey, you know what? If you want to be a stay at home dad, do you mind like, you know, can we work out a consulting arrangement where we kind of work in where you could do that? We'll pay for a babysitter if you need to, or you could do the transition. No, they're too cheap for that. Like, you know what? I, I can do that. Like, that's all yeah. it had to be instead of like making a case and all that. Now the thing, let me tell you, your ex-employees are your biggest advocate because they can be honest yes. about it. He could have been like, yo, his friend, he could have been like, hey, do you know a replacement? And he would have, he wouldn't refer someone bad because here's the yeah. thing about referrals. Like when you sent me that, like, hey, I'm hiring someone. I thought of the best person that I yeah. know, like, hey, this is who I would recommend. I'm not going to think of like sending someone bad because yeah. I remember I was referring someone and I told him, I was like, yo, what's the rate? You, what's your rate? This is the rate she's paying. Are you good with that rate? He was like, yeah. He goes to the interview. He says like a rate double. I was like, dude, it's okay to have whatever rate you want. Yeah. You told me this rate. You can't go in. That feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, we agreed. And I was like, now I will never refer you again. I was like, that's yeah. simple it. You could have said no, and I still would have respected you, but it's those things. So it's like we have we have to be mindful of the referrals because we're putting our reputation on the line. Well, you make a good point though, because I was uh, we love like our dog veterinarian, and I yeah. ran into someone who I didn't know used to work at that place. Yeah, and I was like, hey, so tell me what's going on. Like, what do you what do you what do you think about yeah. that job? And she was like, it's the best job I've ever had. Yeah. Like literally, and like that gave me so much confidence as a buyer. To be like, okay, like I can trust this place now because here's a former employee who's like, it was awesome. Yeah. No, it, it's one of those things. Like other times, like I'll tell people, look, like there are certain companies I used to work for. I'm going to only one company. It's like a big company. So on my LinkedIn, you can probably figure it out. I'll be like, <laughs> look, they're okay for a career. But I was like, long term, like 
if you want to transition and stuff, it's like a big boring insurance company. No one's going to be like, yeah, you, I'm going to, yeah. right. If you have like a tech company, I would tell you to go that you have more flexibility, um, more culture, but just realize that it's a business. There's transactionals uh-huh. and it's a big organ. That's really it. If it works for you, good. If not, cool. Yeah. Good advice. Janine, I know we're out of time, bro, man. This always goes by so quick. I mean, it's so great having you on the show. I guess I'll see you again in two years. Um, you can do more. You could do, you could do 12, whatever. Anytime. We'll we'll check the pacing, but, um, for, for people listening who want to like immediately, they're thinking, I want to follow you. I want to connect with you. What's like, what's your spiel? What's the next step for them? Yeah. So look, check me out on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, I'll give you the link you have in the show notes, Twitter. I'll give you that no degree D O T C M. And on Twitter, I'm a little spicier because okay. I still try to be a little more, but Twitter, I'll like curse and I'll oh be funnier. Gosh. I'm on Twitter spaces a lot. And yeah, so Twitter is like faster moving. Wow, you're I'll, the you're the one person who uses Twitter spaces. That's great. Yo, Twitter spaces is so I'm good. I'm just kidding. That's how I actually, do. I know that creators are are big on it, actually. Yo, it's so good. But um, I didn't know anything about it until like most recently. But um, no, it's so good. Anyway, like, I'm just so razzing many, it. <laughs> yeah. No, so many good people. And I've met you. Oh, I got my job off a tweet. Think about it. Oh, I sweet. did okay. so many LinkedIn things, so many things. I got a job off a freaking tweet. Like yeah. I had so many applications and it's like Twitter who came through. So it's yeah. just funny how things work. But yeah, Twitter, um, that those are the best ways. And feel free to reach out. If you've listened to me on the podcast, just say, hey, I heard you on this podcast and I'll do my best. If I ever don't answer, send me another message just because I get so many, you know how it is. So many people just trying to pitch me and all that stuff. So it's not. Oh, yeah. People pitch but, you on LinkedIn. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Kidding. <laughs> so. And Bro, check out the No Degree podcast where I interview people without college degrees. You, it's on your favorite platform or go to nodegree.fm where you can check it out. Love it. And for the listeners, I'll have all those links down in the episode description below. Janaid Iqbal, dude, you are the freaking man. It was so great to have you on. Thank you for saying yes and coming on the show again. Yeah, thank you for having me. Hope the audience benefited and looking forward to doing this again. Hopefully yeah. in two years, not two and a half, two uh, years. Yes, we'll, <laughs> we'll just slowly keep bringing it in. Yeah. Um, hey, for our listeners, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. Don't forget, you can check out more on our website, on our LinkedIn, and on our YouTube channel. And if you enjoyed the episode, you never really checked out the podcast before, what the heck are you waiting on? Click the subscribe button so you keep getting good advice wherever you are. And don't forget also that we do have a Patreon for the podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash good advice if you want to support the podcast. Other than that, that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya.